What is going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield. Excited to share with you a great episode today by my dear friend, Josie Kuhlman, one of my guest hosts. Josie is super vulnerable in this episode and just kind of shares coming out of this season of a, you know, kind of a spiritual desert for her. Just really talks about learning to receive the Father's love through the things of the world and just our desires, um, you know, that, that God places in our heart and how he can use those desires to draw us closer to him you know, to learning to understand our own desires and the way that God speaks to us through them and how they can actually really cooperate with his will when we're rightly, you know, uh, when they're rightly ordered and when we're, you know, in states of grace and praying and all of that stuff. So Josie shares some great stuff on that. Hope you find it helpful. Uh, go follow Josie at MJ Kuhlman in the show notes. Um, I have that written in the show notes as well. Josie is great. We love her. Check out her blogs that she's written for us. She's an amazing writer and a great friend, a great minister of the Lord. She is awesome. Um, she does youth and young adult ministry down in Jacksonville, Florida, and is just a baller human being. So enjoy this episode and check out the other episodes Josie's done for us as well. God bless. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. You are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Hello, my party people. Happy Easter. Um, I love that we can say that for like 50 days after actual Easter Sunday um, because Catholics know how to party, right? And the feast is always longer than the fast. We love it. We love to hear it. Um, but how do you do it? It's Josie back here as your guest host on the Seeking Excellence podcast. Always a joy, always a pleasure. I am, um, yeah, I love our little chit chats, even though I don't actually get to hear your response to my, my talking, um, but it's great to have a monologue with you. <laughs> Anyways, um, I got something good that I wanted to chat with you guys today about, and I think it's perfect for this season that we are in um, because Lately, uh, God's been kind of opening my eyes to something um, that I'm really bad at. We, we love when we, um, he, you know, uncovers things we need to work on. Right. Um, but for me, I realized I'm really bad at receiving. Okay. Receiving love. Um, like I'm a doer, uh, that I often have a hard time just like being, you know, like I'm the Martha and the Martha and Mary, um, 
constantly striving to be more Mary. Like it's funny because my name is actually, um, Mary Josephine. I go by Josie, but like my name is Mary. I need to live into my Mary more, you know? Um, but anyways, the point of me saying that is, um, yeah, bad at receiving. I've, I've recognized that. And, um, our identity, it's, it's interesting because our identity as I hope, you know, um, lies in being God's beloved, right? Um, I heard on a pot on another podcast I was listening to before that our identity is actually in being loved. Notice how I said our primary identity is in being loved, not loving, because in order to love, we first have to be loved as child, as beloved, as daughter, as son, that is our identity and our, um, yeah, who we are in the Trinity. Right. And it's funny how God kind of opened my eyes to this. Um, cause oftentimes like, I just want to give, like, I want to love others, like love Christ in them, like be that, be that light, be that witness. Um, but I don't allow myself to be first, like just, just sit in the father's goodness and his love. And it was funny because at the beginning of the year, I was kind of reflecting on like, okay, like what do I want to get better at this year? And I kept just like coming back to like living into my child likeness. Okay. Um, cause you know how, like as adults, like we'll ask each other, you know, like, Hey, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I always ask other people this, but then when they ask me, I'm like, Oh, I hate this question. Cause like, what do I do for fun? Like I, you know, I work and then, um, I come home and then like, I work out or like I'll eat dinner. And then it's like, okay, time for bed. But like, when do I actually just like play. And what does it mean to play as an adult? Um, I was kind of reflecting on this and I'm like, shoot, like I want to like rediscover my childlikeness and learn to rest and receive, um, the father's love this year. Um, because sometimes like God just wants to love on us and we have to allow ourselves to be loved on through things we enjoy. Um, and it's funny. So like I started the year that way and kind of had a weird Lent, to be honest, because, um, you know, Lent's usually a time of, um, you know, pruning back, right? Like prayer, sacrifice, dying to self. Right. But I actually felt like God was like giving me gifts and good things, like one after the other, like during Lent. And (laughs) to be honest, I felt kind of guilty. Um, I felt guilty because like I, um, had just come out of this, this desert season. I'll spare you all the details, but, um, in an essence, like the last couple of years of my life have really like God had really been like stripping me of a lot of comforts. Right. Um, to the point where I got very comfortable living in the desert, um, with just him and him alone and allowing him to fill me up. And I got to one point where I was like, God, like, even if you never give me anything, my heart desires, like, I know I'll be okay because I have you, you know, it was very beautiful because it gave me this confidence that like, Hey, I can do anything with you, Jesus. And like, um, you know, you drew me closer to you through that cross and through that suffering. Right. Um, so when he, you know, started to give me these gifts, I didn't really know how to receive them. Right. Because I got so used to that desert that I didn't know how to, um, allow good things to bring me closer to him in addition to the suffering. So I guess to clarify, um, 
you know, in the Christian life, right. I think there's this balance between sacrifice and suffering, um, but then also receiving gifts from the father, right. Um, you know, in scripture, we're constantly, you know, reminded, take up your cross, right. Pope Benedict the 16th says man was made for man was not made for comfort. Man was made for greatness. Um, mother Teresa is often, um, she has a beautiful image of like suffering is when you come so close to Christ on the cross that he can kiss you. Right. So, um, whenever we think of like, Lord, like, how do I grow in intimacy with you? How do I, um, become closer to you? The cross is necessary. That's, that's no question, right? Like we have to unite ourselves to Christ crucified and to his passion. Like we become so close to him through that. But on the flip side, like we have a good father who also wants to give us good things. Um, and we can also, uh, draw close to him through receiving him through receiving the good things that he wants to give us in our lives. Um, even, I mean, even the bad things, but like just receiving, receiving whatever he wants to give us in viewing it as from the father. Um, so we're called to both. We're called to sacrifice and suffering, but also receptivity. And, um, I think it's, I think it's funny. Cause like a big prayer of mine, um, in the past year has been like, Lord, like, how do I grow in intimacy with you? You know, like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing all the right things. And I feel like, you know, you, you had me in this desert season where, um, really clinging to you through, through everything, which is really beautiful, but like, I long to be even closer. Right. Um, you know, if the end goal of our lives is intimacy with God, um, you know, cause that's what heaven is, is communion with the Trinity. Um, I, I guess my big question was like, how, how do I get that? You know, like how, how do I get there? Um, and a lot of times, yeah, we know we won't be perfectly fulfilled until heaven, but you often hear stories of like the saints, right. That, um, are known for like starting their heaven on earth. Right. Um, by being so close to the Lord that like, they were literally like already in ecstasy here on, on, on earth. Right. And we're called to imitate them and strive after them as, as examples of people that have gone before us. Um, you know, so I'm like, I guess my question was like, well, if the saints did it, like, how can I do that too? How can I start living my heaven here on earth? And that just goes back to, okay, well, like, how do I grow in intimacy with you, Jesus? So that, that has been a big prayer. And as I kind of expressed, um, before, God showed me that, uh, suffering in the cross is the primary way that like I could grow in intimacy with him, especially through that desert season. Right. Um, so really uniting myself to him. Um, but because of that, because of, um, I guess just getting accustomed to that life in the desert, when God brought me into this new season where God, when God started to give me good things, when he started giving me gifts and, um, things that my heart desired, I didn't know how to receive them. And I was having a hard time. Um, I was feeling guilty because I realized I was believing a lie. Um, and that lie that I was starting to believe was that this world doesn't matter. Um, I actually, it was, it was funny. I was talking to, to my mom and sister about it. And, um, just this like longing for heaven, right. That like, um, 
you know, we're, we're made for, for heaven. And if we're made for heaven, like kind of my question was like, what are the joys of earth? Like even mean, um, and I think it's a temptation to fall into, right? Because we should have our hearts in heaven while our bodies are on earth. Um, but we can't fall into the trap of believing that this world isn't matter, doesn't matter because, um, you know, God became man, he redeemed humanity and we're body and soul. But I was starting to fall into this trap, right? Because like my greatest desire is heaven. And like, I wanted to, to, to be there. Right. But I'm here on earth. So just as like constant struggle. Um, and so the way my mind worked was like, okay, if we're made for heaven and ultimate satisfaction is only found in communion with God, like, why does this world matter? You know, like the little things of this life that I enjoy, um, you know, whether that be for me, like I enjoy a good cup of coffee, a sunrise, um, healthy competition, pushing my body through exercise, exploring a new city, you know, dancing in my PJs, jamming in the car, windows down, like all these good things. Um, like these little joys of earth. Um, I guess my question was like, what did any of these things matter if they wouldn't satisfy the deepest longings of my heart for communion with God? Um, the one I was created for, um, I know this is like deep thinking and whatever, this is just an in, in, inside look into Josie's brain. But, um, I think that's really like the question of all, on all our hearts, right? Like we want happiness, we want joy and and these little joys, like they don't satisfy us. Um, so I was wrestling with this, just like, okay, like these, these little joys aren't going to fill me up. Like why even, why even partake in them? Shouldn't I just live a life of sacrifice and suffering if that's what draws me close to the Lord? Um, so, but it's really beautiful how God kind of worked through that because he showed me that this world does matter. And, um, you know, those little joys in our lives really, really do matter because he became man for us. So he wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to love us through the things of this world because we are body and soul. Um, we're not just soul. So he wants to love us physically through our bodies, through our senses, through our desires. So when God gives us, you know, little joys in this life, it's his way of loving us, um, physically. Um, and I think it's, I think it's really cool because like God, God shows this time and time again, um, that he gives himself physically that he came here. He wants to love us tangibly, um, through the flesh. But I guess the big question is like, are we open to receive, like truly receive him? Um, so these are just like, I guess how, how I wanted to preface this, this episode is just like on receptivity is, um, this question in this balance between, between sacrifice, dying to self and receiving the gifts of the father. So again, coming back to that prayer of Lord, how can I grow in intimacy with you? We know one way is through, through the cross. Right. But the big thing that God has been revealing to my heart is like, Another way to grow deeper in intimacy with him is in receptivity to his gifts. You know, he's been teaching me that through the cross, but also through good things, we can be close to him. Um, yeah. And I think 
a big thing. Um, so there's two, there's two main things that I wanted to talk about, but before I get there, I think I want to address like a fear that I had, and maybe some of you, um, might have is that, um, in coming close to God through receptivity, a big fear of mine has been that I'd allow the earthly joys and like the gifts he is trying to give me to take away from him. Right. Um, there's a fear of like things of this world becoming, making the things of this world, the end of my happiness rather than the means to the end goal which is communion with God. Like that's the only thing that can truly satisfy us and make us happy. So my fear has been that, oh, in receiving these good things that God wants to give me, um, whether it is like just a circumstance in life or like an awesome relationship or, um, you know, a job or just like little blessings throughout the day in receiving these things, um, I would want to make them like the end of my happiness and like want them to fill me up when they can't. Um, and in the past, like, I think is a human struggle, but like of disordering these desires, right. Of wanting them to be the end rather than the means to the end. And I've done that in the past. I'm sure we all have. Right. Um, and because of that, like, I almost feared accepting the gifts God was giving me. Um, because I didn't want anything in this world to kind of draw me away from that, that intimacy with him that I developed, um, in, in that desert season, right? Like it's easy to, um, how do I say this? Like, it's easy to remain close to God when he's kind of stripped you of everything, right? Because he's, he's all you have, but as he starts to give you good things, as he starts to give you, um, some of your earthly desires, the temptation is to, to have those things draw you away from him. So, um, these are just things that were on my heart. Um, and I was praying with, uh, when I was asking God, how can I grow in intimacy with you? And to answer my prayer, I think God really opened my eyes to, to two things that I want to talk about here. And that's one that the little beauties of this life, um, are meant to draw us to big beauty and that, um, beauty leads to intimacy with Christ. So I think that's the first thing I want to talk about is that like beauty leads to intimacy. And then secondly, that if we love Jesus, if we love the Lord, um, and we want to draw closer to him, then it won't just, it's not just a relationship between me and him, but to the entire body of Christ. And that we will, if we want to love him, we will love the people he loves. So those are two things that I want to talk about here. Um, first, just allowing the beauties of this world to lift our eyes to God and then allowing ourselves to receive and give love through um, the body of Christ here on earth. Um, so firstly, I guess that that little beauties lead, lead to big beauty. Um, so kind of how I shared uh, that, you know, I feared I feared receiving the gifts um, because I didn't want them to draw me away from God. Um, but something he really showed me and opened my eyes to, um, actually through a podcast episode um, by Christopher West. Um, maybe Nathan can link it in the show notes. It's awesome. Um, it was on the, there's a podcast called the Discerning Marriage Podcast. And um, it was a really beautiful episode, but he talked about how 
um, the things of this world, like the little beauties, the little joys that we enjoy, um, are a means of greater intimacy with the Lord. If we order them rightly. Now, the problem is most people disorder them, right? Which is why we need a lot of us need a stripping, right? A pruning back, a dying to self to say like, no, these aren't the ends, the end of our happiness. They're not the end goal. Um, that fleeting feeling of joy we might feel from some earthly joy here or some earthly desire. They're just a means to the end. But if we learn to accept and order the gifts and desires we are given rightly, then they're actually meant to draw us to greater communion with the Trinity. Um, and we can become even closer to him by receiving gifts than if we just like lived in the desert forever. Right. Like God wants to give us an abundant life. Um, you know, but we have to learn to order those gifts rightly. Um, so we receive God through the things of this world, through our tangible desires, right? I keep going back to, we are body and soul, not just soul. Um, and Christ came to re redeem the body through his humanity. Um, you know, I think that's really beautiful and that that's why God gives himself physically to us in the Eucharist. Um, you know, I don't know how many of you guys are Catholic, um, if you're just Christian or if you don't have a faith background, but Catholics, we, we believe that, that God is truly present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, which we receive in, in mass. Um, when we celebrate mass, um, like that is the center point of our, um, our, our mass. Right. Um, and it's really beautiful because we receive him and he gives himself physically to us because he knows he like we receive in tangible ways because we are physical beings. Um, so he wants to love us in that way. So it's the same thing for like growing an in intimacy with him. Like, sure, we can love him abstractly or like meditate on him or whatever, but we also have to receive him through the things like he's just practically giving us through our day. Like, do we recognize the ways he's giving us, giving himself to us through that beautiful sunrise, through that cup of coffee, through that conversation with a friend, through, you know, um, whatever it may be like a great day at work or even, yeah. Or even through like just a hug after a long day, you know, are we allowing him to love us in this way? Um, so embracing these realities and not like running from them, right? Because little beauties lead to big beauty. They're meant to elevate us to heaven if, if ordered rightly. Um, and one thing that I actually wanted to touch on here too, is, um, I went to a, uh, a, um, silent retreat back in the fall and it was beautiful. And the spiritual director of that retreat actually, um, gave me a beautiful image of how to, um, kind of like order my desires. Right. And he, he described it as like this life of being in a dance with Jesus. Um, so like the divine dance with Christ is like a good dance partner isn't too loose, right? Like you can't be too loose unless it's hard to direct them. Um, but you also can't be too rigid because if you're too rigid, you can't, they can't, you can't be flexible and adapt. Right. So to dance with Jesus means that we have to be, you know, not too loose, but not too rigid. We have to let him direct our paths. So we can't, 
on one end of the spectrum, we can't cling and overindulge in things in this life in those, you know, material goods or those earthly desires that he gives us. We can't expect them to fill us up and we can't cling to them. Right. But then we also can't reject those things. We can't reject gifts and good things and earthly desires out of fear, um, or whatever it may be. Right. So we must live in this healthy surrender to accept gifts with gratitude and surrender them back each day, trusting the giver of those gifts more than your, our need for the gift. Um, like if we want to start our heaven on earth, if we want to grow in greater intimacy with, with the father, then we have to enter this divine dance with Jesus and just allow him to guide our every move, allowing him to order us rightly. Um, it's in we receiving those good things, those little beauties, but then giving them back and allowing them to elevate us to big beauty. Um, so that was a lot to say, but essentially how do we grow in intimacy? One, allowing those little beauties to lead us to big beauties, receiving those little beauties. Um, and then the second point that I wanted to, to touch on is how I was saying that, um, like God gives himself tangibly and physically to us in the flesh because this world matters, right. And how we are body and soul, um, but because this world matters and because he redeemed humanity through his incarnation, um, we can't reject the gifts, right? We can't reject the things of this world. Um, and because like the father made all things to reject things of this world is actually to reject Christ, um, because he made them because he lives in them. Right. Um, especially in other human beings, like think about it. Like, uh, I don't know if you've spent much time dwelling on what the body of Christ actually means, but like we as a church are his body, not like, this is like a real reality. Like he lives in each of us. And so like he is the head, we are, we are the limbs, you know? And so we are one living, breathing organism. We are one body. Um, and we have to see each other as, as Christ. So we can't reject another person. We can't reject things of this world because to reject them and to reject those, those beauties is to reject God because he made them and lives in them. Um, and it, I made this realization, uh, when I was, I was in a church and I was looking up at a crucifix actually, and just praying with this, like, Lord, like, I want to love you better. And I want to just be with you. Um, you know, just like kind of being real honest with him and just wanting to be comforted. And he, I just felt him speak to me. It was just like, Josie, like you want to love me? Like, do you actually want to love me? I'm like, yes, Lord, I want to love you. Then he's like, then love the people I love. Um, and that really convicted me because, um, you know, looking at a crucifix, right. God became man and was murdered for us, um, murdered for me. And he would do it all again, just to have me with him in heaven. Um, but he didn't just do it for me. Like he did it for each and every person in this world. And he would do it again for each and every person in this world. So if I'm not loving those other people, like I don't truly love him. So to love Christ is to love the people he loves. Um, and at that moment, I, um, 
was thinking about it and was like, oh my gosh, Lord, like how many people reject your love, you know, that you like pour out for them, but they're like, nah, I don't want it. Or like, you know, we just reject it. And at that moment, I just was like, Lord, to grow in intimacy with you, like, please like give me all the rejected love, allow me to receive that love. So then I could offer, offer you back to them through my interactions with them. Hopefully you're following along here, but, um, yeah, to love and to, to receive Christ's love allows us to then go be Christ to others and give him to others. So in receiving the gift, then we're able to pour him out again. Um, because if I'm receiving Christ through his church, through his body, through the sacraments, which is Catholics, we believe are, um, living instruments of God's, God's grace. Right. So like in the Eucharist, we believe that we receive him. Um, so we receive Christ through, through the church, through the Eucharist, through prayer, right. Conversation with God through other people, um, right. In his, in the body of Christ, we receive him in all these ways. Um, after receiving him, then I have to be him to others. Like, it's crazy when you actually think of the spiritual and physical like impl- implications of what it means to be in the body of Christ. Um, cause it's wild. Like we're actually his body, like I said. Um, and because of that, like we're called to be his heart to the world. Um, yeah, I feel like I have so many thoughts and I'm trying to like condense them and, and share them with you. Cause like God just been doing some really cool things in my heart on, um, like how to really receive and then, and then give love. Um, but one day I was kind of reflecting on all this and, um, my brain was just like firing as, as always, <laughs> as you can see, I, uh, I always got a lot of thoughts. So, um, if you're ever just like, what is Josie thinking? It's always so many things. Um, but Anywho, that's beside the point. But one day when I was reflecting on all these things, I, um, just like had the sudden like impulse to pull out my phone and write down like words from Jesus to me. Um, and I mean, they say that like God works through your thoughts or whatever, but sometimes I'm like, maybe these are just my thoughts, but, um, I really just wanted to write some words to, from Jesus to me on basically all this that I was struggling with, right? Like on learning to receive good things on learning to see God in the little beauties of this world, um, and learning to be his heart to the world. Um, so I wrote out this prayer from Jesus to me that basically encompassed all of this, um, and how to grow closer to him. And, um, kind of, as we wrap up this episode on receptivity, I want, I wanted to share this prayer, um, not out of like, wow, like look at this prayer or whatever, but just like, maybe it'll help you too. You know, I don't know. Um, so I just wanted to share it with you and, you know, I, I reflect in this prayer on, um, like what it means to, uh, be a Eucharistic heart and live a Eucharistic life. Um, and for those of you guys like that maybe aren't Catholic or just Christian or not familiar with that language, um, basically what I, when I talk about the Eucharist, uh, like I said, we believe it's the body, blood, soul, divinity of Christ. And when we receive Christ in the Eucharist, um, we, we believe that we receive Christ, right? So we get filled up with him and then to live a Eucharistic life, it means to be poured out. So Eucharist 
is, um, it means Thanksgiving, the actual word, but to be like a self gift, right? Because God gives himself to us physically in the Eucharist. And then we get to receive him and then be him physically to other people in this world, if that makes sense, because we're the body of Christ. Anyways, um, I could go on a whole nother spiel about that, but I won't, maybe I'll do another episode on, on living a Eucharistic life if you guys are interested. Um, (laughs) but for now, I just wanted to, um, yeah, pray this prayer for you. And I just invite you wherever you are to just take a moment, um, quiet your heart and mind and just imagine Jesus speaking these words to, to your heart. And I just pray that they fill you with peace and that they inspire you to receive, to receive the Lord today, to receive him in any way that he wants to reveal himself to you through, through your desires and through the good things of this world. So, um, certainly I will start this in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. So imagine just Jesus, um, speaking these words to your heart. I created you with a great capacity to love. I created you for deep intimacy with me from the overflow of that intimacy, along with the gifts I have given you, you have the ability to receive others into your heart and love them deeply. You receive me in the Eucharist and desire to be close to me, to give of yourself totally and completely. You wonder if this is attainable while still living in the world and pursuing the desires on your heart. You fear I won't come to you in your desires that I'll ask you to sacrifice them. You wonder if this world even matters is if I created you for me, but I want to love you and others through the longings of your heart and the good things in this world. You ask me how you can love me best. This is how. Be my Eucharistic heart to others. Live a Eucharistic life. Be an outpouring of my love. See me in all people and things. I want to work through your desires to live this love. Pursue beauty, seek joy, delight in the little things, but always see me in them, allowing these graces to lift your eyes to me. Then we will always be united. So don't be afraid, fall in love, sing in the car, dance in the mirror, adventure the world, challenge your mind, laugh out loud, be a child, goof around, experience happiness. Just be free to express the entirety of who I made you to be. Hold nothing back. These are desires and intricacies of who you are that will deepen our intimacy and elevate our love if you allow the beauties of this world to lift your eyes to me. Together, we are capable of incredible things. So do it all with me. Allow me to possess your heart. I have given you much, so I expect much. So go. I'm calling you to love the crap out of people. <laughs> Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, 
Yeah. So, so hopefully some of those words just spoke truth to your heart and, um, yeah, it, uh, it comforts me a lot to just be able to know that like God desires our greatest good. Um, and he wants to be close to us through, through those desires if ordered rightly. And, you know, as Christians, we are called to live in this world, but not be of it to have our hearts in heaven, even while our bodies are are on earth. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't, um, be holy here, that we can't be intimate with the Lord here. We just have to use those earthly things to, to draw us to heaven, to see everything with a divine lens. Um, so I just want to challenge you that whatever season, like God has you in to truly receive what he wants to give you, whatever that may be, like maybe he's calling you to a desert season where he's painfully stripping you of your disordered desires so he can reorder them to him. Um, receive that, just take it, thank him for it and trust that like it's part of his plan and learn to grow in intimacy with him through the pain of suffering through that cross. Or maybe um, on the flip side, maybe you're like me right now in this season and life's going great. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, like waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of thing. Um, if so, like, don't fear those, those joys of this life, uh, learn to praise God through them and see him in all things, ordering those desires and earthly joys rightly. We have no reason to fear the things our hearts desires. As long as we continue to just surrender them to the Lord and ask him to order them rightly, keeping him at the center of everything. Um, you know, he will fulfill all of our desires as he sees fit to draw us closer to intimacy with him. Um, so just as I close this episode, I just want to invite you today, wherever you are, um, to take time and whether it's five, 10 minutes of silence today and just prayerfully ask in complete humility, um, and honesty and vulnerability with the Lord, like Jesus, how can I grow in intimacy with you? How are you inviting me to receive you today? Open my eyes to, you know, the ways you want to love me um, so that I can live into my identity as beloved and be loved before I love. So go and be loved, my friend. Receive him, receive him through the good things and then go be him to others. Go love the crap out of people. (laughs) All right, until next time, I'll see ya.